0: Hello and welcome to A Positive Look. This is Tony McIntosh. Thank you so much for joining us. And this edition of A Positive Look, it's going to be a little bit adventurous. Yes, it is. Uh, Yes, it is. Uh, Now, from the uh, author of Three Years in a 12-Foot Boat comes an expedition of even greater scope, this time with Jenny, his brave sweetheart, the five-year voyage exploring Latin American coasts and rivers uh, it is uh, out right now on Seekers Press. Stephen Ladd is the author. Stephen and Jenny fashion Thurston, which is uh, Thurston is the 21-foot ultralight craft in which they row and sail from Florida to the Caribbean and along the coast of Central and South America. Now, through storm-battered and robbed at knife point, they ascend uh, across the Amazon. And uh, it, it is a, uh, an incredible uh, journey through Bolivia, Paraguay, Argentina and Brazil where they gave birth to George, their child. And uh, this is uh, quite the adventure, a five-year adventure. Stephen Ladd. Uh, the author of the book uh, lad small boat adventure series three years in a 12-foot boat uh, describes a solo adventure from the missouri to the pacific that's one but now his uh, uh, a new one which is going to be republished on uh, in april the five-year voyage is a two book series and uh, we join steve and and steve tells us about his big adventure Thank you for being with us, and I've got to tell you, how in the world is it possible to live and travel in such a small boat, especially with two and, I understand, eventually three people?
1: You just uh, keep trucking along, and um, you don't mind me uh, being cramped, I guess.
0: <laughs> well, you got to really like each other, I guess. Now, tell us about uh, your, your, boat, your boat's name is Thurston. Uh, where did that come from?
1: Well, in in all the boats we've had, they've named after cats we used to have.
0: Oh, okay, and and usually uh, you, boats, uh, from what I understand, usually are female names. Thurston seems to be a a male name, and a cat. what type of cat is Thurston? Was Thurston is Thurston?
1: Thurston was a was a female cat, and okay, um, I don't know what kind of cat she was. Black, <laughs> and um, she was she was dear to Ginny, and so. <clears throat> she she passed away as the boat was getting done. So, oh, wow! You know her spirit got transferred to the boat. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, uh,
0: you know, with a with a trip like uh, you went on, the logistics have got to be. I mean, passports, visas, all kinds of stuff. How did you and and Jenny plan for this adventure?
1: This venture, unlike the first one, was not very planned. It, it evolved. It, it decided itself. We. We built this boat. Well, we didn't build it from scratch. We modified an existing boat. And then once we got going, initially we were just going to down to the Western Caribbean, like along the Caribbean coast of Mexico and Belize. That was our intention. And we did. But then we saw the capabilities of the boat. And we kept going, and it kept growing, and Mission Creep just kept on creeping. We ended up in Argentina.
0: Wow. Now, going in a small boat like this with no, uh, you know, support and a practical, a practical decision. Now, I've got to ask you why. Uh, what, what made you decide you wanted to do this in such a small boat?
1: Well, one thing about small boats is that you're not really cooped up in them so much as being standing on them and using them as vehicles for getting to a new place to land on the shore. It's more being outdoors for five years than being in a tiny. Boat for five years, which of course has its own rigor to it. When you're when you're going down, <clears throat> well, when you're going anywhere, you're going to want to pick the climate to suit your your needs. And going south is better than going north. And then, although if you keep going south, it starts getting cold again. You know, when you go across oh. the equator, yeah, yeah, and that happened too.
0: Wow. Now, you, you were traveling along the uh, coast and the rivers of uh, third-world countries. I mean, was it dangerous, uh, you know, possible robbery and some—what about storms? There are
1: dangerous places, for sure. Like, the the coastlines of much of the Caribbean are dangerous, and some of the big cities— pretty much all the big cities are dangerous. yeah. yeah. In America, of course, there are, too. And um, so we ran some risks and did get robbed once and um wow. we carried we carried um a club with us occasionally and just uh, tried to be careful but ran some risks
0: now you know that that's some of the bad things but i'm sure there were a lot of positive things that happened out of this what are some of the what are some of those that you you know sought in your travels like nature and i don't know you got to be introduced to a lot of local different cultures as well so that must have been yeah
1: cool. all of the above yeah. we we did this for for adventure. we're just adventurous spirits um modern day exploration we We went where the lands and the peoples and the rivers are least known, not even entirely mapped. We had to make our own maps as we proceeded through certain backwoods areas of the Amazon and of the mato Grosso, which is the world's biggest swamp down there. And um, the foreign cultures, that, I mean the 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 mainstream cultures, such as Brazil, where we had to teach ourselves of the rudimentaries of Portuguese. But also, we were in the the backwoods areas of these countries, the more remote areas, going through the through the interior river systems, and so we were with native peoples a lot of the time. Uh, we're not. Professional anthropologists. We didn't learn their languages, but we were <clears throat> with and um, with and among them on many of the nights that we were sleeping along along those riverbanks. Wow!
0: Now uh, this was a five year voyage, and you you got to have some money. How did you plan for this financially? Plan for this adventure. Did you ever run out of money?
1: We just had savings, and in in both cases, my my books were my voyages were. Self-financed through savings. I, I had a, I've had a conventional life of having a career in uh, local government as a city planner, and um, we just lived off our savings. But, wow. but very economical. We, we did not have uh, an expensive boat. <clears throat> we did not have expensive case. In in coming to some sort of civilization, a little port town on a coastline or on a river we may very well buy ourselves a beer or two but we don't <laughs> do that all the time you know right right well
0: you know i i've been one that has uh, you know i've done some backpacking some cross-country backpacking before and minimalist is a key word and anytime you're going to try to be self-sustaining in any kind of adventure now with a uh an adventure like this uh this has got to be, you know, seeing the world a little bit differently. How might a minimalist uh, change a person and cause them to see the world in a different way? Mm-hmm.
1: The way I look at it is that adventure is about going someplace where you're not used to that place, someplace foreign to you, someplace where you're out of your depth, where it's not your realm. And, uh, so minimalism means that you're not bringing your baggage with you. It's it's pretty necessary. If you're going to if you're going to have an adventure, it's it pretty much has to be a minimalistic adventure. How can you have a an adventure where you bring your, you know, your kitchen sink with you?
0: Yeah, I mean, there's nothing nothing new you don't learn anything, really. Uh, right. You know, if you want to yeah, it, stay in a hotel.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know, when you're adventuring is something uh, I believe important to people doing their whole lifespan it's something that we, you would never want to stop doing if your health allows it, but um, there's a little pitch, I guess. That it's it's really important for young people because when you're young is when you're most impressionable. It's when you're learning, you're developing, you're um, becoming yourself, and uh, it's 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 very advantageous to find out who you are to do some adventure when you're young, when you, and then when you're later on too. But you have to be. It, I find that it takes longer to have the same uh, depth of immersion and and satisfaction. So, my first total travel was when I was 18. I traveled for a year, and then uh, 18 years later was the three years in a 12-foot boat, and then the voyage with Jenny was five years. And each time, it just takes longer to satisfy that wanderlust. Wow
0: now uh, I'm sure you learned a lot of lessons along the way and I'm uh, probably with every adventure you've gone on you're gonna learn something a little bit more what were some of the most prominent lessons you learned from this trip
1: well on this trip in a in a small boat a small boat is just a practical way to go I mean you, you can I think there are lots of really cool ways to to adventure these days one of them would be on foot to hike across Canada or around the world, or to bicycle, um, canoe, a lot of things would work, but a small boat has a lot of real advantages, because you can carry a small but really effective kit of gear, you know, you can carry a little stove, and you can carry a week's worth of food and water, and a few tools, and the thing about that is it's kind of an in-between type of thing that isn't done very much, where you know, the big sailboats, they sail around the world, um, but they need a different set of skills and information than we did, because we're staying close to shore. We're staying so close to shore that if something goes wrong, we can swim to shore and abandon our boat, and we don't care how deep the water is, because our boat only draws six inches. If we if we can't see a rock, we're not likely to hit that rock because we don't our boat doesn't extend down into the water.
0: Gotcha. So we don't
1: need we don't need like the cruising guides that the big boaters need. We don't need all the charts so much, but what we do wish we did have was other sorts of information which simply doesn't exist, which is like where can you pull out of the water? Where can you get behind a little um island where can you go up a river mouth where the surf isn't too bad and um we found that it's largely possible to to find to determine that by looking at Google Earth and we um identified such refuges in advance of ourselves by not by having internet with us which we didn't we didn't even have cell cell coverage generally, generally where we uh-huh. were but in advance, we would stop in some town or like the capital city of that country and spend like a week or two looking at, looking at the satellite photos and uh, determining where, where we're going to um, spend various nights. Uh,
0: talking with uh, Stephen Ladd, who is the author of uh, The Five-Year Voyage, and this book is, uh, this is book two of the Lad's Small Boat Adventure Series. Where do I find, what genre do I look for uh, for this book in a, in a store somewhere? Or in on Amazon.
1: Include adventure and sailing and boating.
0: Okay, all right. You and Jenny have uh, been to nineteen countries. What what was your favorite and uh, and why?
1: It would have to be Brazil. We we conceived our son in Brazil, and then well, that was in the that was in the Amazon region. We we came into the Amazon region from the back door you might say because we didn't we came in through Venezuela up over the Amaz- the Orinoco River and came through um, a back door tributary to it and then found ourselves in the Rio Negro which it's probably our that's not, not, not just our favorite country but our favorite region within a country because the Rio Negro has and it's so named as the black river because the water is it's actually clear but tinted black like a black tea and that tannic acid in the water uh has no ill effect to a person it has got a positive effect, which is that the insects do not exist, the mosquitoes and the noceums. So oh. it's a very healthful place. The water is pure and fresh, and fun to swim in, deep and um, just a lot of it this is these are These are rivers so big that when you're out on that river, there's usually a sea horizon. There's usually a horizon in which you can't see land on the other side. Wow. And um, so this, this is big water. It, it, well, it we, sounds we like our, it. We chose to have our son there in Brazil. We 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 conceived the child, and then we proceeded into other countries. We were in Bolivia, Paraguay, Argentina, Uruguay, but then we came back into Brazil and that's where we had our baby just because we wanted him to be Brazilian. Uh,
0: your baby's name is George. And what was it like having uh George aboard uh, the small ship already?
1: Well, it was okay in the rivers, which is where we were. And we had to spend another six or eight months traveling on the rivers before we would reach the conclusion of that part of the voyage. And so he was no, no problem. Um, uh, there were a few times in which we would have could have sailed, except with the baby we had all our rigging, you know, our lines running back and forth, uh covered with uh cotton diapers getting dried and wow. so we couldn't put our sails up. So it was a little bit of a restriction there. We had to use our outboard motor instead of our sails. But he was safe being down in the there's a small cabin like structure and he mm-hmm. was in there and safe but once we got to the uh, mouth of the Amazon River, uh, they had to they had to fly home, mother and baby. Wow! And so <clears throat> that was the end of the, that was the end of the baby's voyage. Uh,
0: now, and we're almost out of time here, Stephen. But l- I need to ask, what happened to Thurston in d- the Dominican Republic?
1: So I was trying to get back home, and I spent five months without my family, <clears throat> coming out the mouth of the or uh, Amazon and sailing up through the Guianas and then through the Eastern Caribbean. And I got to the Dominican Republic and I, I had a difficult climatic time and meteorologically it was, it was really heavy swells. The swells were probably 10 feet tall. That's a tall swell. So when you, when those swells hit a beach, they're just a very large surf. You know, imagine a ten foot breaking wave wow, and so i I really needed to get the protection of a lagoon behind the reef, and I thought I could make it in, but then some other other big waves hit just as I was crossing over the threshold of the reef line, and um pitch pulled me, which is a somersault rotation of the of the boat. Uh, I lost all the rigging. I lost the uh, rowing. I lost the motor. Uh, having been underwater, I was uh, my boat was incapacitated. I was not in. I was not in uh, danger of drowning because I was already at that point in the reef, or rather in the lagoon behind the reef. But at that point, I sold her for a few hundred dollars and um, it just flew home, called her quits. Wow,
0: well, well, Stephen. Unfortunately, we're out of time. But listen, there's so many more adventures, and they'll, they'll find it in the book, the five-year voyage uh, exploring Latin America and coasts and rivers. And uh, Stephen Ladd, thank you so much. Where can they go? And uh, you have a website where people can find out some more about uh, what you've done in the past and maybe plan to do in the future.
1: I would appreciate people looking at the website. We we have we have it there under Stephen with a P H Stephen dash or hyphen Lad. Dot com, and um, there the book is available on on Amazon or or other bookstores.
0: Again, for more information on the uh, Stephen Ladd adventure books, you can go to Stephen hyphen That's Stephen with a P H Lad L A D D dot com and find out more information a lot of adventures uh, in that book join us again next time here on a positive look now in 25 countries can you believe that thank you so much for uh finding a positive look and uh giving
1: us a listen take care and stay positive